Belfast City Vineyard, where we are pursuing formation in the presence of Jesus, community gathered around him, and the impact he empowers us to bring in our families, city, and the world. The following message was given at one of our Sunday services. For more information, visit our website at BelfastCityVineyard.com. Well, good morning, BCV folks. Today's message is going to look a little different than normal, and I'm super excited about it. I'm joined today by my friend, Mark James, and instead of a preach today, we're going to do an interview. Mark, if you don't know him, is a worship leader and a songwriter. Some of you that have been around the vineyard for a while will know and recognize his voice. He'll be like, where have I heard that voice before in the early days of the vineyard? Songs like Surrender and Holy and more recently, Mark was involved in one of our recent singles at Vineyard Worship called You Have Our Yes. And Mark, I don't know if you know this, but last night on Kiev Vineyard's live stream, they were singing Surrender in mm. Ukrainian wow. from the middle of a war zone. And I mean, isn't that so incredible that these guys are finding strength and encouragement in a time like this from yeah. songs? So that's I unbelievable. encouraging to you. I was like, whoa, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Mark, tell us a little bit about your family and where you live and what yeah. You're involved in that kind of thing, first of all. Well, good morning and good morning to myself, because <laughs> um, I will be here. Um, so yeah, my name's Mark and I, I live in a place called Bedford, which is um, kind of just north of London, about an hour north of London. And um, it's a cool place. We have a river and the church that I and part of and on staff at is a church called Three Rivers, even though we only have one river. <laughs> don't don't ask. And um, I'm married to a beautiful Argentinian woman called Veronica. We've just celebrated 17 years of marriage, which oh, is a brilliant. miracle and a sign and a wonder. Well done. All in one. And um, yeah, a massive, each anniversary is a, is a big deal. And um, I have two children. The eldest is Lemmy, who is 13. And the youngest is Lainey, and she's nine. Mm. So, um, I'm, yes, I'm a, I'm a family man, for sure. And they are amazing. Um, is that all right? That is great. That is yeah. so good. Um, and you also homeschool, don't you? Just interesting. We fact. do. Well, technically, we home educate. Home educate. Which lets us off the hook from having to do school <laughs> at home. Very um, Yeah, that's a huge, a huge lifestyle sort of choice that we've made. Um, we've made it a year at a time. And each year we've done it, we've been really blessed in it. And uh, this growing sort of community that we're a part of where we really feel God has placed us um, to the point where we couldn't really imagine leaving mm. um, Bedford at the moment. You know, it's it's become it's become our home, and we it's a cool place, man. It's like somewhere where no one really bothers going to, um, 
and people here kind of know that it's a it's a best kept secret kind of place <laughs> so we just kind of i mean i've ruined it now but <laughs> yeah, yeah completely and utterly but yeah it it's great it's, while it lasted <laughs> it's a cool place it has lots of challenges as well um but yeah there's some amazing churches here amazing histories this is where john bunyan um wrote pilgrim's progress really? and well, that is yeah, cool. amazing grace was written in a village just up the road called Olney. Right. Um, God moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. Mm. Also, so it's just like the place is, is vibey, you know, it's, um, God is, has been at work here. Mm. So, yeah. It's good, yeah. Okay. So that's great to have a little bit of context because sometimes when you're the worship leader, you're just the guy with the guitar and people don't, really get much of your story or kind of what 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 is it that makes you tick and so i'm excited to get to ask you a few questions mark about worship we're in this series um mini series called what would happen if and we've been talking about what would happen if we prayed for people what would happen if i shared my faith that sort of thing and so today we're really talking about what would happen if we worship and um as I said to you, Mark, you're not talking to worship leaders per se, you're talking to worshipers, people uh, that are wanting to worship Jesus and grow in their worship and what would happen if we we really were all in in worship. And so I was wondering if you would start by telling us a story about a time when you encountered the presence of God in worship and kind of what happened. Mm. Man, I, the thing is, there's so many that I could pick from. And then I think, how privileged am I, you know, to have had moments of encounter? Um, is it okay if I just spot a couple of them? Yeah, that's perfect. So the first one was, I was barely a Christian, and I'd walked into this Elim church in in St. Albans, where I grew up. And they were singing things like show your power, or as you say, par. Well done. Um, thank you, par. <laughs> and uh, and I, I could just feel something. So the music wasn't my music. It was terrible in my 19-year-old metalhead eyes and ears. Um, but I, I knew there was something different going on. Um and I was looking for God, you know, but I was also quite terrified by the things that the Spirit of God was doing it, at that time. This is 1994, and people were falling over a lot in church, shaking, laughing, crying, and it was it was quite scary for me, out of control sort of thing. But, you know, gr gradually I... God sort of led me to um, to in his word, you know, like test the spirits. Um, the spirit that testifies that Jesus came in the flesh is the spirit of God. And so it was like, it was like just gradually dipping my toe in, you know, and then maybe up to the ankle. And then one day I, I went forward and I was prayed for and this woman prophesied over me and... Um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I had this amazing sort of liquid fire kind of feeling 
coming all over me. And I felt very, very different after that moment. Mm. Um, like they talk about things becoming technicolor, you know, and sounds more vivid and just like fully alive almost. Mm. And bear in mind, I was, you know, I was on drugs. I was very lonely, very broken, living on my own. Didn't know who my friends were. Probably depressed looking back on it. Well, yeah, I mean, definitely just, you know, dependent, trying to fill this void, really, but also on a search and also a guitar player and a musician, you know, mm -hmm. trying to do that thing. Um, and that really just arrested my whole life and just took it. Um, so then the, the fruit of that, they say, let's say the fruit, isn't it? That's what matters. Mm -hmm. And I was just, all I wanted was Jesus then. Um, and I, I can't say all I want is Jesus now, but in that, and or probably wasn't even all I want is Jesus then, but that's what it felt like, you know. Um, it felt like everything had been turned upside down. All of a sudden I had purpose and meaning and a mission and a, you know, it just absolutely changed everything. And with that came like the call to to do music in that moment she said oh you're a musician that's good god wants to use your music but you have to learn to make him lord of your life you know she says, it's going to go all over the world wow. which is wild isn't it <laughs> yeah. what you just said about keith you know yeah so and i didn't do that by the way <laughs> that happened mm -hmm. to me I didn't do that. Um, so, yeah, so that was amazing, you know, and another one, quick one would be, um, there was a, a worship band from Southampton Vineyard, a guy called Matt Heim and uh, James White, a guitarist, was in that band. And they came up once a month to St Albans to lead worship um, for a season, not for long. And they sung this song, um, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon us because he has anointed, no, is upon you because he's anointed you to preach good news. And it's, this is the day. And I was singing that and I just began to cry. And then I began to sob and, and I couldn't stand up. I was just like, and this is in a Sunday morning in a little church in a school hall, notices are coming up. <laughs> and this long-haired, you know, 20-year-old probably by that time is just sobbing, grieving, sobbing. And I couldn't stop, Harmony. <laughs> I was like, I could not get it together. I was absolutely smashed. And they had to take me out of the... <laughs> out of the <laughs> So like um, Fliss Lane and Jimmy's mum, Jimmy Cook's mum, Dwee, sort of scraped me up and took me off and sat me down in this room. And they were like, they didn't know what to do. I think they were like, you know, people say more Lord. I think they were saying less Lord. <laughs> like, give them a, leave them alone. You know, like what's going on? What's going on? And I couldn't talk. I was just, um, and I was receiving something of God's heart for the world and for 
you know, his the broken heart of God, mm. which is way intense and way like too much for us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I don't think I'm going to be okay now. Like, I think I, I don't know what's happening. You know, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be okay. And I could just say, I just kept saying, Jesus, 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 you know. Mm. And, um, yeah, it was really wild. And then, you know, it lifted that feeling and I was okay, you know. <laughs> but it was like, it was a commissioning, you know, where it says, it says in the Bible, Jesus, move with compassion, healed. Jesus, move with compassion, taught. Jesus, he was motivated. He is motivated mm. by compassion. And it's, it is the upside down kingdom in that way because he he never took power in the wrong way you know in our way he he wasn't interested he said <laughs> we're going to make you a king no you're not i'm off i'm out of here mm-hmm. um so that was really that launched me into just kind of a life journey as well of you know, seeking to the praying and looking that God would outwork that compassion through me mm. to other people, mm. and that I would receive His as well. You know, to then give. So, but yeah, there's many moments. I was just mentioning to Harmony, wonderful time with the Lord, um, just the last few days, which is very restorative for me. Um, so yeah Mm, thanks for sharing that and you know we got a little glimpse into your journey into how you even (laughs) met Jesus in the first place which is really cool and like that lady prophesying over you I mean Mm. that's incredible she she didn't know you at all right I don't know who she was just fantastic she was a visiting speaker right from New Zealand and I, I, I've tried to find out who she was but nobody seems to remember her <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really profound in and of itself right nobody seems yeah. to remember her but like the trajectory of your life changed forever yeah. and people in Ukraine in a war zone are singing your worship songs I mean it's just so profound and I hope that just even that question alone like what's our appetite to want to be in the presence of God, to want to be changed by him, to to be curious, like what what if God actually got a hold of me like that? Um, and I was able to, um, you know, just surrender to what the spirit of God wants to do in a worship time. So tell me this, Mark, this is, I mean, there's so much to say on this next question. You don't need to get into like deep theology or anything, but what do you think is happening when we come together to worship? Like for the people maybe that are new, like you were that 19 year old coming in going, this is bad music, but something is happening here. Like like what is actually happening when we come together to worship? Mm. I mean, it's a really good question. And there, there are theological answers on the Vineyard website. Um, <laughs> we're gathering to his presence um, so 
I I'm I work with a actually with a Northern Irish um, pastor called Paul Sands, and he grew up um, on the Shank Hill, and um, he has this phrase that he probably got from somewhere: um, "The God who is everywhere has to show up somewhere." Mm, that's really good. Yeah, so that's one of those ones that gets you know into your thing so there's this idea in the bible that god is everywhere you know and in fact jesus is everywhere because jesus is god so jesus is in all three things and through all things and he's also holding everything together by the power of his word so the whole of every atom and cell and all everything is being held together by jesus so he's everywhere um but he's also um so that's omnipresence but then there's also this idea of imminence and the manifest presence when the lord comes mm. um and sam lane has a song actually when you come mm-hmm. no one ever stays the same and through the bible you see these encounters with god where um you know often people their name gets changed you know um and you know paul on the saw to paul you know it was after the the coming you know that's not just oh god is everywhere that's who are you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what is going on you know or isaiah woe is me i'm a man of unclean lips you know because you see the holiness of god and all of a sudden you realize oh i've been doing that 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 and that and I know, you know, God, you're holy, you are, I am ruined. <laughs> um, yeah, so so there's that idea of, you know, God showing up. And I think that was for me what was so compelling about turning up at that church is I'd actually been to other churches when I was younger um, where God was talked about and songs were sung but nothing happened Mm. that I could see um, other than people were polite you know Um, and they just talked a lot about you being a sinner and that you had to how bad you are but I didn't feel like that Mm. Um, but when I encountered God I did feel like that but I but I felt like his mercy rushes in so quickly. Do you know what I mean? It's like he just comes in. He's he's actually really wants to meet with us. Um, so I know it's not as simple as that. And just to say, I don't want to worship God a lot of the time. I don't want to, you know, do those things. I don't want to open my Bible. Um but I know that when I when I push through that bit of me that doesn't want to, which is in the Bible called the flesh, <laughs> that doesn't want God, it's like there's a bit of me there that begins to rise up. And Jesus talked, when he talked about worship, he said, those who worship the Father must worship in spirit and in truth. And he talked about this living water that's going to flow up from within us. And that's kind of what happens, but we come to remind ourselves, remind one another, mm-hmm. you know, 
that this is what we believe, guys. And I always think, like, if you make it to church on a Sunday, like, well done. You want, you want to worship. You wanted to get there. Something in you got you there. And you did it. And you got there after whatever week you've had. And now you can enter into this shared experience with one another and with mm. and with God and meet him together, you know. Um, so, yeah, we're reminding, reminding ourselves of the story and gathering to his presence. That was an outstanding answer to that question. Yeah, that was really, really good. I really, really appreciated that and that phrase. Yay. God's mercy rushing in. Have you written a song about that? Quick, let me write it down. <laughs> right now. Sorry, guys, we're going to end this interview early. <laughs> quick now. homily. Let's do a quick songwrite. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a melody coming right now. Um, but yeah, that's so powerful. I mean, if, and if that, it, it's like what happens in a, in a song, actually, that, you know, that, or, or a great lyric, just what happened to me there. It captures my attention and I'm like, what if God's mercy rushed in right now? What what if what if it rushed into this situation? Um, and I and I also really love your encouragement to people about well done for coming to church. And I think that actually was a beautiful segue to my next question because COVID has done a number on us. Like COVID, the pandemic has been super difficult, and it has it has been. Uh, a huge challenge for us to to worship through this time so just maybe a couple of thoughts from you mark because you're 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 pastoring worship in your local community you're a worship worshiper yourself how do you think COVID has affected our gathered worship because sometimes when we name these things it helps us come out of them Mm. so i think the note I've written here is it's taken a toll. It's taken a toll on us emotionally. Um, that we're we're yet to walk out of and through. So, for me, the pandemic it was a real mixture of stuff because I saw God. God spoke to us as a family at the beginning and he said forget the former things don't dwell on the past I'm doing a new thing Mm. Um, and we saw God do some great stuff through you know like we were doing online things with our family and we kind of deepened all these home home ed relationships and um we saw people get saved at church, um, just like things that didn't make sense, right? And then lots of good stuff, lots of hard stuff, having to work out how to flip and make films and, you know, <laughs> just like. Um, but I think personally I got into like warrior mode, like I'm just going to fight, you know, and um show up mm-hmm. you know i'm going to keep going you know and um 
and, and at moments of sort of very strong anxiety that I had to work through as well and and then coming into January I just like was um not good you know I was just depressed and going oh, you know I don't want to do this anymore I don't want to do anything anymore I don't want to be here um which is not my natural disposition and not something I've felt for a long, long time. And um, I know that's only a moment. Thankfully, I know that's only a moment. And um, I spoke to a good friend of mine, a guy called Jason Wiley, who's a vineyard pastor, yeah. who I know I can call, you know. And... Um, he said some really helpful things to me. He said, um, what's God's invitation to you in this moment? Which I thought was a very strange question. Um, and they're often the good ones when they make you, mm-hmm. they offend you or they make you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you think, what? <laughs> um, and he talked to me about lament and, um, that I needed to go on a journey of lament and grief over that which has been lost. Mm. Um, because it's weird, because it's like towards the end of last year, I was just in celebration. You know, I had this incredible sort of, God, you've won, you know, and um, joy you know, like proper joy, you know, and then all of a sudden it was just like, boom. And um, I think things like that are happening to people mm-hmm. and that's okay. And there's a place for us in that moment in church. And, um, you know that we we love this book with our kids called um, uh, "We're Going on a Bear Hunt." Mm-hmm. We're going on a bear hunt, um, and it says they come to the mud, and it says, "Oh, you you can't go around it, you can't get over it, you've just got to go through it." Mm. And it's like that with lamenting and grief. You you know the theology. I know God loves me. You know, I know Jesus died on the cross to crush all this stuff and that he rose again, that he's ruling and reigning, he's in charge and he's coming back and it's going to be amazing. Um, but also we live here now where, you know, the, the amount of mad stuff going on and that kind of, you know, spirit of Antichrist that is at work in the world do you know what I mean we're taught that hasn't gone away yet you know so you've got this the wheat and the tares growing together you know and it's tough it's tough at times and it's tough for everyone like even if you have like amazing things in your life Mm -hmm. you know stability and you know, music and 
you know a ministry and somewhere to live and food and you know you can still be in a a tough spot so i think there is as worshippers we have the psalms um and so i one of them i'm just going to wrap up that question in this because i think so psalm 89 um which i never really read before but it starts off really positive you know i'll sing of the lord's great love forever with my mouth i will make your faithfulness known through all generations i will declare your love stands firm forever that you establish your faithfulness in heaven itself and then he goes on to sort of remind god of this covenant he made with david and then by the end of it he's just absolutely raging and he's <laughs> and he's going but you have rejected, you have spurned, and you have been very angry with your anointed one. You have renounced your covenant with your servant and defiled his crown in the dust. You have broken through all his walls and reduced his stronghold to ruins. All who passed have plundered him. He has become the scorn of his neighbours. How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? You know, it, it doesn't really get more positive. And by the end of it, you know, getting mocked and he's just pouring it all out. And then it ends with this verse. Praise be to the Lord forever. Amen and amen. <laughs> you know, it's just like, Thank you. Um, but, you know, it's okay. Like, there's a lot of things in there that we know God is not like because of Jesus. You know, we know God's wrath is not burning against us mm -hmm. because of Jesus. We know all this stuff. We should know this stuff. Mm -hmm. Hope, please, God, may we know this, you know, that Jesus is the exact image of the invisible God. Um, but it doesn't always feel like that and that's okay it's okay to say things to God he can handle it you know and even that thing of like he said if someone punches you in one side of the face offer them the other and that's obviously exactly what he did isn't it he you know he, t he can take it he has taken it mm. and so to find some way, it'd be different for everybody, but to find some way expressing that. Um, and I'm a crier, you know, I'm a weeper. I'm emotional. So for us, it was like going to see Sing 2 in the, in the cinema. And like, I won't spoil that epic film for you. No, please don't. But I, um, I just wept, you know, and laughed and... And, and that's part of it too, the humour and the laughter and the, you know, the victory over these things is to laugh at them, isn't it? Um, so we've been reminded recently in the media, but yeah. like, um, yeah, and you guys know that anyway, because you're from where you are. <laughs> um, we cope with everything through humour. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I did? I did growing up, me and my sister would just laugh at the fact that my mum was an alcoholic, you know. Huh? 
found another wine bottle in the bathroom. <laughs> you know, wow, she's getting through a lot of TCP. You know, it, it just, it's not funny, but it, it got us through. It got us through because we just connect and, and understand each other, don't we? Mm. Yeah. So laughter and tears and, you know, keeping it real here, Mark James. Thank you for sharing, mm. you know, but of your own journey there. Because I think that really helps people, you know, if, if we as leaders sort of carry on like we have it all together. I don't know how helpful that is because, as you say... If I could, I would. If I could. <laughs> I can keep it together. <laughs> I think you're going to fit in great when you're here with us in, in, in person. Um, so, you know, in a recent interview that Jimmy did with us about that song, You Have Our Yes, you said this thing about being all in for worship again. And what do you think it looks like to be all in when it comes to worship? Um. Well, I think it's that thing to to come as you are, um, and it is it's you know, like I said, you you don't always naturally want to worship. Um, often you don't, and you can only come as you are. You can't fix yourself so that you're ready to come. You don't need to be ready. Mm. You don't need to prepare yourself for worship. Um, you you have to present your body as a living sacrifice. So that has to look like something. Um, and it can look like all kinds of things. Um, but it, there is a moment where we actually present our body to him. Mm. You know? And that I think that those are important moments. You know, it's worship. We know, right? Worship is our whole life. It's you know, but also we know that there are things in our lives that are not pleasing to Him and are not pleasing to us, and are damaging to the people around us and to our own spirit. You know, our own bodies even. So it's repentance is is coming you know is coming to him it's turning from where we've been and remembering him and coming to him um so yeah i don't remember what the question was what was the question how, how are we all in and maybe it's linked yeah. to it's linked to the other question the last question that i have for you which is like how do we grow as worshipers because i think like one one of we can sort of get into this place where we're stuck thinking to be a worshiper is to get to the point where I can lift my arms in worship, you know, or whatever it means to look like I am worshiping, but how do I actually grow? Because I don't think it is, that's not the ultimate, you know, mm. that's not the pinnacle of being a worshiper. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Cause as you say, we're bringing our bodies as sacrifices yeah. and, you know, we're told to, to be all in in that way, but how do we actually grow? Yeah. Well, this, I think so that all the best things I've learned, I've learned from, you know, people just sharing stuff, but Chris Lane, who is my sort of vineyard pastor, um, he would say, 
have a secret history with God, mm. a secret history with God, do things just with him nobody knows about. And Jesus said, you know, go into your room when you pray. Don't do it all, don't do it all publicly and then have nothing going on privately. Um, it's actually very easy to do in ministry, like church leaders and worship leaders, in the busyness and the stress. Yep. You function in some kind of gifting. Yep. And then you realize, who is Jesus, you know? Like, <laughs> where, where are you? Where am I? You know? And so that's the great challenge is to put him first um, and those moments when we gather are really important because they they realign us with one another and they realign us with his spirit and his truth to then go into the next day. Um, so for, that might look like a rhythm of reading. It might look like reading the Psalms out loud. It might look like listening to worship music on your own. Um, could look like any kind of things. You could fast you know, you could, don't tell anyone, <laughs> you could go and spend time with people who are seen as poor, you know, you'll meet Jesus there, um, for sure you'll meet Jesus there. So, and just the scriptures, just like Graham Kendrick was talking to us these last couple of days, and he said, the Bible is God's invitation to know him, mm. you know, to know him, to meet him in the in there not just a dead book but like a a living mystical relationship and union that we have with him so for someone like me those things are, are difficult to put in place because I'm all over the place <laughs> you know I'm very in the moment I'm very reactive to things and for me especially with what I've just been going through to again maybe revisit the foundations of who I am in him and also what does it look like now in this season because in 1994 it looked very different for me life looks very different now so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, nature you know going outside is a tonic mm -hmm. and is a place where I meet with him mm -hmm. um, so yeah and celebration is part of that too you know it's a spiritual discipline to celebrate with others yeah. um the table you know the meal mm. the extended chat um the home the fire all these places where we can meet him and know him mm. so yeah that's so secret good. history yeah so good so I wonder if just to close this conversation, would you pray for our online community here and um, yeah. pray for us as we seek to grow in our worship? Yeah. So God, we say you have broken your covenant with us. <laughs> You're uh, such a rascal, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just praying the Bible. It's fine. Um, yeah. Father, thank you that you are nicer than we think you are. You're kinder than we think you are. 
you're more gracious than we think you are, you're more just, you're more holy, you're more beautiful, you're more righteous, you're more tender, you're more creative, you're more magnificent than we could ever give you credit for. And Jesus, we thank you that you make that invitation to us, that you don't force yourself upon us, you don't push in in front of us, you don't leave us behind, but you came to seek that which was lost. And Jesus, in this time where we've maybe felt all kinds of things and worried about all kinds of things, Maybe we've let you down. Maybe we feel like Peter, um, who's denied you. Lord, would you draw us again to that fire? Mm. And would you be gracious to cook us breakfast and restore our souls? Lord, from this all this chaos that we've been through, Lord, we know your cross is enough. Your cross is enough for the violence in this world, for the for the deceit and the injustice, the lies, the robbery. But we live in this tension now. So we say, come Holy Spirit, help us. Help God, help us to walk with you in this time Lord heal the broken hearted mm. pour out your spirit again Lord we pray Amen Amen thank you so, Mar so much Mark for your time and for your um just your vulnerability and authenticity in this conversation. I really appreciate it. And uh, we really look forward to hanging out with you in person as well. Yeah. So bless <laughs> all of you guys that have watched us and participated hopefully in your homes in this conversation and hopefully been moved and stirred in some ways and hopefully had a wee giggle at points as well with uh, Mark and his humor. So bless you guys and have a really, really good week. Thanks for listening to this message. For all the latest information about what's happening in the life of our church, or if you have any questions or comments, head over to BelfastCityVineyard.com.